You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. I mean, I've been doing a little bit of my own <laughs> observations. I realize sure this, but I, I am pretty sure it is. I mean, it kind of makes sense. Somebody had to fill the void there once once the meth heads left. I mean, it was getting a little too classy in your neighborhood. A little bit too classy, but I've, I've <laughs> walked by there. You were almost getting uncomfortable because just think you were almost the bad person. Every Well, yeah, I know, thankfully. Well, although this is a couple of blocks away, so I don't know if it counts, but it's close enough. And I'm telling you, I have walked by there so many times. It's got to be that. It's what it's got to be. Okay, I'm really curious to hear about this. I think they've taken over. Hello, everyone. This <laughs> is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network and then available via podcast all over the internet wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. Got a very special show today. We've got a special guest who's going to join us, and that is... Drew Lynch. Drew Lynch. Drew. He was such a, I mean, I he was the first comedian that we've had on in a long time that made me feel like super old. Oh, yeah. Did you feel well, old? Well, he's quite young. He's, he's quite very, young. like, he's, I was thinking about it. I'm like, I'm over a decade older than this kid. Well, he's, he's <laughs> quite young and uh, also very successful for his age. So Absolutely. Drew Lynch was on uh, America's Got Talent. Uh, just this last season, I yeah, believe. Yeah, he was the runner-up. He got second place. Yeah, comedian. And so he was on there. We'll talk about him more when we play the interview, but he came in this morning. He's great. He's at Helium Comedy Club this weekend, tonight and tomorrow. So that's uh, March 11th to March 12th, 2016, Sarah, mm. for a timestamp. And he on had there. the cutest dog ever, and I couldn't pet her, and it was such torture. Yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> what's the proper word? A, a service dog. Service dog, thank yeah. you. So she's yeah. a, so um, Drew has a legitimate ser- service dog. She's been trained. She like carries medication in her vest and mm-hmm. everything. So you can't pet her. You know, since she is a service dog, like not to be pet, and she is the cutest thing in the world. And it was just, I had to like sit on my hands basically yeah. to not try and touch it's her. It's kind of torture. It was torture. She looks so velvety soft, and nope, we'll never can't know. touch, can't touch. We'll never know. <laughs> so we'll we'll play that here in just a little bit, and we've got all all kinds of other uh, wonderful things here for you today. But I do need to talk about this. So. You know, as many people know, I own a house in Southeast Portland. It's a... uh, Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. What? Yeah. I own a house in Southeast Portland. I've never brought it up on the show before. You are going to, like, break my mind if you tell me that you live in a converted attic in that house in Southeast Portland. I actually do live in the converted attic. That's my room. And it takes up the whole section of the house, and then I've got two roommates. So many people don't know that about me. Um... Many people come up to me. No, so <laughs> that was good. That was real good. <laughs> so watch that yesterday. Uh, so, so anyway, I own this house, and obviously, if you're a longtime listener of the show, you know about my meth head neighbors, my neighbors that that have since like the war is over, and I won the war. You did. So this was a ten year long war. It was a battle. It, yeah, I mean, it's full on war, full a, of battles. Yeah. No, it was, a, it was a war full of battles. That's true. And these That's were the true. Method- battles can't be full of war. It was a war full of battles. Yeah, it's a war full of battles. Okay, it's many battles win the war. Sure. And so these method neighbors, I shared a property line with them, and I could never get rid of them. And if you don't we, know what he's saying, because it sounds like you're saying method neighbors almost. Oh, meth head. Meth I just kind of run it into the <laughs> method neighbor. <laughs> they no, they, they were a like, lot of meth. They weren't like method acting neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> if they were, I'm a they gangster were... <laughs> today, see? Then... They're method meth heads. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving the lot. No, 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 they were they were straight up meth using meth head neighbors. Uh, full of, you know, there's there was always the constant of the two brothers who lived there, and then there are many different 
different uh, friends and uh, hangers-on that would come and hang out with them, and then their various uh, ladies who would who would also show up over there. They had many different ladies. The barking lady, she was my favorite. The barking lady was good. She would get up on the roof. She would climb on the roof. This is a house, like an actual house. She would climb yeah. on. This is a human, like an mm-hmm. adult woman. Climb onto the roof of a house, a house, a normal house, yeah. and start barking at Greg's roommate's dogs. No, it was my dog. Oh, it, was it Butters? Yeah, she would bark at Butters. Yeah, she would get up on there and... And like yeah, this and is legitimately an adult woman standing on a roof barking ba- at a dog. Barefoot on a roof looking over because she's on the roof, so it looks over into my yard then. Um, just sitting there like, burr, burr, burr. Like, like it was the, for it's hours. the and, weirdest thing. And with my dog barking back at her because there's a strange lady barking at at uh, at the dog and the dog's doing the right thing. You know, the dog's in the right to actually be barking back. The woman was crazy yeah. and all kinds of different things that went on over there. There was one guy who got up there on the roof with a bike. He, he brought a bicycle up onto the roof and rode it around oh, in circles for yeah, hours and hours guy. and hours. Um, so many, many different things that happened like during that, uh, during the entire war with my meth head neighbors. Mm-hmm. And then just the end of last year, I finally won because they moved out. And I was, and, and this is why I've been worried, you know, that now I'm the low, low one on the totem pole in the neighborhood. You're the lowest common denominator, yeah. Yeah, I just don't, because I, I feel like everybody always associated me with them anyway, since I share the fence and they didn't know the difference. So they'd drive by and see all that activity and half the time they would park their crap out in mm-hmm. front of my house. So it looked no, it like, like you guys I was, were buddies. yeah, it looked like I was buddies with mm-hmm. the methods. Couldn't be further from the truth. However, um, once they moved out, I was, uh, you know, yeah, I was worried that I might become that, but I don't think that's going to be an issue anymore because I think <sighs> there's something else that's going on in the neighborhood. And I've done some observing and I'm pretty sure I know what's going on and I don't know what to do about it. I don't know if there is anything to do about it. <sighs> Tell me. I know. I think there's toots in the neighborhood. What? I'm pretty sure there's prostitutes in my neighborhood. No, really? So here's the deal. Like the the meth head neighbors, they used to have, they, every once in a while they'd have they'd have prostitutes coming in they and went, out of there. They had a they had they a little had, business of that for a they bit. They had like a toot business for a little while. Yeah, it didn't last very long. It didn't last very long, but they did have them. Well, there's so much money in meth. I mean, you don't really need to branch out. Well, yeah, because they used to have like strange random trucks would pick up girls from their house. Like, and as far as I knew, on, no like, women lived there. And they would pull into like the driveway and then just like pull right out. Some of those things like block the driveway. Somebody would get mm-hmm. in and they'd drive away. Yeah, so that that used to happen right there. So here's here's what's going on. And All I'm, right. I'm gonna I'm gonna okay. I'll ask your opinion. I'm asking listeners' opinions too because I want to know what you think of this. So there's a duplex. It's about three blocks from my house. I walk by there all the time. If I'm going to take the bus, I go by there. I drive by there. I I um, go by there quite a bit. And so that there's the two there's the two duplexes, but there's one in particular. Will you please Every like give me I a walk, general area? I will, but let me explain okay. what this is. And then I, have I probably seen it? I'm, well, I mean, I'm sure, yeah, because yeah. You, well, you've seen that place, but I don't know if you've seen the activity. No, I haven't seen the activity. I'm sure. So. They every time I walk by, the door is always open. The door is always open to this hmm. place. Okay. There's always, uh, I'm gonna say that uh, there's always very uh, sc- scantily clad women. Not like in not not like in. Um, Were they dressed like the ladies who kept offering you massages that you talked about in Mexico? Uh, like the Mexican kind massage ladies. of. These are more. I will say this: the Mexican massage ladies were a little more attractive than okay. than what I'm seeing here. All right, it's it's there's always a different lady, but it's the kind you know where they've got like a cut off shirt and like uh, really short jean shorts, 
like cut off jean shorts. Shorts? That yeah, shorts like that mm-hmm. kind of thing, but like really with short ones. And I, I'm I'm not saying anybody who wears a cut off shirt and jean shorts is a prostitute. That's not what I've been implying. I want to make Whoa, sure that's are clear. You sure, because I'm pretty sure that's what you just. said. I'm pretty sure that's exactly what I just <laughs> said. Yeah, no. They, so there's always always different women out there and there's usually like two or three and they stand there on this little stoop and there's a guy there's always this one guy who's there who just kind of stands behind them and like watches over them and it's strange because he'll he'll stare at me like I'll look there and and I'll look up there and he'll always just like glare as somebody walks by wait why would he glare is he trying I don't to know. sell the goods I don't well I don't know I'm just explaining what happened let me explain okay. the full thing okay, okay. then you can make your assessments also, so it's different women every time hmm. that are on this pl- that are that are on this porch, and always the same dude though, always the same dude standing and staring, and then other random guys. And I've witnessed this three times in the last two weeks. I'll walk by there, and there's some random guy, either coming in or coming out. Like clearly, he's not he's not with he's not buddies with anybody. There's nobody's greeting him. How is he dressed? Like, How is he dressed? Normal normal dress. Is, is he I wearing mean, a business suit? I, I want I No, they're not business a, suits. A no. power suit. No, it's not a power suit kind of place. This is not It's not a power suit. This place. is not this is not that kind of place. No, this these are more like um construction worker type guys. You know, I would say like every blue collar, blue collar. Okay. And they'll go in and like one of the girls will like walk back into the house with him. The other ones will stand there. And this has been so going they will on. Escort him into the house. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's every time it's a different guy going in there, but always the same dude standing there uh, looking over everything. I think it's a toot house. Whoa. I think it's I think they're prostitutes. I think like, that's what's they, going on. Like I don't want to accuse them for not you know, at first I was like, oh they must be having a party. Oh, they must be having another party. Oh they're having a party. They're at another, 10 there's another party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All the time. Always these and it's cold outside. I mean, that's the other thing. It's cold out, and they're wearing hardly anything. I'm sure that it's just because they can't afford clothes. So I think we've got a toot house in the neighborhood. This is what I think wow. is going on. Tell me, I mean, based on what I've just told you, am I, am I assuming too much? I think if Or odd, do you think that it's them right on this? I think that you might be right. Knowing Well, first of all, knowing your neighborhood... Knowing yeah, which is nice overall. It's nice. Let's not. Let's. It's it's nice. There's it's getting better. There's some pockets. It's improving. There's pockets. It's improving. It's growing. It's a it's a growing neighborhood. Sure. Um. Yeah. There are some very nice houses in your neighborhood, and there are some not so nice houses. Mm-hmm. Like uh, okay. So let me ask you this: Where is it? Like closer to Powell? No. No. Really. No. I'm not going to give you the exact address on the well, air where this place is. Well, I want to know if I've seen is. the place. Yes, you've been, you've probably, I'm sure you've walked by this place. Okay. But you may not have observed this activity. All right. Well, what kind of, like, for the place itself, is it, like, does it look more <laughs> like a cheap? I'll give you the, I'll give you where it is. I'll write it in the chat. But I'm not going to call out a house on the show that I think might be a <laughs> no, prostitute house. Actually, the address is 3742. No, I'm asking, does it like, look more like a, like a more expensive apartment? Or is it more of like a low, a low rent apartment? It's a duplex. It's a duplex. Yeah. How, what kind, like, how is the, how does it look? Like, what is the overall? Uh, it's not terrible, not high end. It's just kind of in the middle there. It's, it just looks like an ordinary duplex. Nothing fancy about it. All right, Greg just wrote me where it is. Oh, I, I could totally see that being a toot shack. That's... Oh, absolutely. I'm just saying. Okay, but based on my description, what I just gave you. No, okay. If there are the activity, just just look at it just by the activity. Okay, they're either yes. I think it's either prostitution or 
a drug dealer. That has to. Those are the only two things. Like, that's the only reason why people would only be stopping by every once in a while. Uh-huh. They get escorted in. Yeah, they're being watched. Always like the dude standing. Somebody's there. outside monitoring. Door like, is always open. Uh, always open. I would say maybe maybe a little bit of both. Maybe you can you like, got some get double action there with a with a, a side of toot. Yeah, well, I mean, I suppose they could go hand in hand. Yeah. I mean, there's like, maybe you can like up the ante a little. You're double like, hey, dipping. I was just going to get this meth. But you're going to double dip. But uh, now I'm kind of feeling like mm-hmm. I want a prostitute. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the... want a little love with that party. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's like an add-on bonus. It's the shake and the bake. I don't know what <laughs> I don't that means. What does that even mean? I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't, I... I'd like some shake with that bake, please. Uh, yeah. I, okay, so for the, for the women that are, um, that are hanging out and yes. escorting men in and out of the establishment, mm-hmm. um, how do they look? Do they, are, do they look like they might be into the I'm drugs trying to think of a nice way to say they, how they appear without using words. Do they look words. like No, 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 they don't actually. They don't look like normal meth head girls. They don't look like the neighbors toots. Okay. They're, they're the, a little more. They look like they're too. a little bit more in shape than that. Okay. Like maybe at the beginning stages of the, like the you know when they do the before and after the faces photos. Of meth, they're like in year two or something. This is maybe year one. Year one. Maybe year one. Yeah, yeah. I would say they're 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 still. They still got a little kick to them. Be, I never want to be described by someone as I look like I'm in year <laughs> one of meth use. Yeah, that's that's, uh, worse. that's not something anybody wants to be described as. <laughs> oh my god! All right, so they're year. Okay. I mean, was there anything about them that led you to believe? Because you don't really jump to conclusions <laughs> that much. So, I mean, there had to be a, a way to which they were presenting themselves. Well, like I said, mainly Stop he... being so scared that you're not telling me the story. Greg's so afraid that he's going to say something inadvertently. Oh, like, somebody's going to get mad at me. Yeah, well, I know. Of course, we're something. talking about prostitution. They're wearing cut-off jean shorts, like, <laughs> way up to their ass. It's cold outside. And a cut-off shirt standing outside, like, moving around on this... It's like Greg uh, did a little wiggle around a little in his shimmy. chair. A little shimmy. A little shimmy, shimmy. And they're always out there like smoking, and they they stare a lot too. And so maybe I they're look wondering up why you're staring at them. They're standing maybe, on their maybe. property. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. They're but like, at the same time, they're putting what if they're on just a like show. Some happy family, and they're just like, "Who's that weird t- guy in the truck that keeps driving by?" I'll tell you this: it may be a lot of things. That's not a happy family. I'm pretty sure about that one. <laughs> I mean, uh, the, nipples the, and tats says they're in Methcon stage one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, I mean, the thing is, where they stand, it's up above the sidewalk. It's like on this, uh, on like a cement. Um, you know, there's stairs up to it. It's like a little cement patio kind of thing. Uh-huh. So it's up above everybody. So you you can't help but look. Like they're up on a stage putting on a show. Like I'm gonna look. That is so weird. I know exactly where you're and talking about. And then that about. dude glares at me. Yeah, I know exactly where you're talking about. And if that seems that seems very tooty. It's yeah. I mean, okay. And plus, there's like some stores around there, so you could tell like he's presenting the merchandise where people. There's like a lot of foot traffic. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and it's a pretty pretty. Uh, low-end store, too, that's next to it. Yeah. Um, okay. I wonder if they're worrying about... I'm trying to think, like, why they... Gl- well, I, I am looking at them, I suppose. You look... You're the neighborhood busybody. I'm not a busybody. You sure are a busybody. You're just like... Seriously, you're just, like, peering through your windows. Like, what are they doing I didn't doing peer through my there? windows at them. You had to peer a little bit because you're no, able to I can't assess see them what from they my were windows. wearing and how many times they're out there. No, I walk like by on the street. consistently driving by. <sighs> I'm just, I think, I think that's what's happening. I don't know what, if there is anything to do about it. I mean, I'm also wondering 
Like, do they think I'm a potential customer or something when I'm walking by? Maybe that's well, why he's glaring at me. Well, he wouldn't be glaring at you if he thought you were a potential customer. I think he glares at everyone. I don't know. If the, if the Not that I know much about you, this guy, but he doesn't seem very friendly. I don't. I don't think pimps are notoriously friendly people. Yeah, that's true. I suppose. Is that still the word that people use? Is it still pimps? I think so. Uh, hi. Hi. I'm, I'm a pimp. I'm a pimp. <laughs> uh, I guess that's what they call them. I don't know. Is there a more? Is there a different term they've uh, tried to go under? Our friend Loki uh, suggests that maybe you should ask what the price is. <laughs> Excuse me. How, uh, much? how much? How much? <laughs> yeah, just on the stand <laughs> the sidewalk. <laughs> how much? How much? And I'll snap at him. You uh, should totally snap. How much? How much? Okay, I'll try to do that. Yeah. Yeah, that, I'm sure. And that then you'll find well. out like how much. Uh, we'll find out either how much a prostitute costs in Southeast Portland, or you'll find out how much a bag of meth costs. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Does it I'll come find in out bags? One or the other. I don't know. I'm assuming it's yes. got to come in some kind of thing. Sure. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I want to do that. I don't know if I feel like. Like being that person, like because that's that's the time I'm gonna get. Uh, yeah, or he'll get beat up. That's the other thing. Yeah, I could get beat up. No, I just I really as soon as we're done with the show, I kind of you want to go by. see it. Don't I do. You? Yes, you I go do. See it. Yes, I do. And that is still your neighborhood. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, I, I like how you tried to like class it up a little and it's say two it was blocks far away. away. Yeah, it's that's your neighborhood. Yeah. Oh boy. So you think I think I've got a toot house on my hand? I think you might. I think you need to uh, do some more research. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll try to I'll try to look into it and try to see see what I can find out. Okay. Um so yeah, we'll we'll try to find something. <laughs> um all right. <sighs> Why don't we do this? Let's go ahead and play our interview with Drew, Drew Lynch is going to be so stoked that he's on our show. He was le- he was let in with a prostitute thing. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, I think that's what's happening in my neighborhood. There's gotta, it's, something's up, and I'm going to get to the bottom of it. You're, you have to. I'm going to go by and do some it. more observations. I'll go by and do some more observations. You should drive by slowly and lecherously. I'm sure <laughs> that won't be weird at all. No, I walk by and I have my headphones in, and then I do like side glances. You are the least like sleuthy. So, like, oh no, it's super sleuthy person. No, they're just I've like, oh, seen. that's just a guy walking You're to the like bus. You're like herky jerky. Like every time you move, like you can't do anything like subtly. What do you mean? No, I just do quick, like, quick glances, like look over. That's me turning That's my head to the left and right. You know, it's like, and, and he makes the noises too when he does that. By the way, like quick look to so the right, look looking, back, look to the right, look back. Nobody's looking at the weird guy walking down the street. But I'm just going. No, I just also what I'll do is I check for traffic quite a bit. So when I'm crossing the road, so I look back and forth and back and forth, and every time I look, I'm getting a like a little sweeping view of what's going on. And, you know, but it looks like I'm looking at traffic. So technically, if they ask, I'm like, no, dude, just looking for traffic. That's all I'm doing. But I'm meanwhile, okay. meanwhile, I know what I'm looking at. All right. And that's what I'm doing. Well, I'll get, get some more observations. I'll let you guys know. Okay, please do. All right. Yes, leading to Drew, to Drew Lynch. <laughs> Poor Drew. So Drew <laughs> is going to be at Helium Comedy Club tonight and tomorrow. And you know him from uh, America's <laughs> Got Talent. Uh, also, we'll say this because he talks about it during the show. He has a stutter. And he explains how it happened. It's terrifying. It's terrifying. Uh, He is fantastic. He is really, really funny. And uh, And again, the dog. Yes, and his dog. His dog is here the whole time. The dog's not really part of the interview, though. The dog, the dog isn't part talk. of the interview, but my... Okay, so he has a, a YouTube series, too, which I ended up following down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Uh, it is really great. He has a YouTube series called Dog Vlog, where it's just him and his dog talking about, like, random stuff, but he does captions for, like, what his dog is thinking <laughs> about. It's it's truly funny. I actually sat and watched, like, probably about 15 of them in a row. Yeah. It was really good. And he's just a... He's a really, like, sweet guy. Good kid. Sweet spirit. Sweet spirit. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
All right. All right. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and play that. Drew here on Fun Employment Radio. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Hello, and welcome to Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon, and we are joined now by Mr. Drew Lynch. Hello, sir. Hello. <laughs> Hello to you, Drew Lynch. <laughs> Hello. How are you on this fine Friday? Oh, good. No, this is, this is, very, this is very proper. So. <laughs> I, know, I know I went to proper right at the beginning. It's usually not very proper at all. I know. He walked in. I'm like, do you I want think coffee just, or garbage I, yeah. is full? Blah, blah, blah. I know. How are you? <laughs> I brought a coffee to this TT time. <laughs> you, did. you just went all... You went I don't know why I went, a little bit. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know why that happened. That I, think red, it's, <laughs> I think it's because I have not had enough coffee yet. So <laughs> The red light went on. And you just went yep. bing. I know. I switched to too many jobs. I went to the NPR voice like right off the bat. <laughs> as, uh, is this your first time in Portland? Uh, no, I've, I've, I've been here before. This is maybe my uh, third time or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, what do you think of Portland? Do you I like love it? it. I love it yeah. a, a, a lot. I mean, everyone I was, everyone uh, has like their own like un- unique like business that they, that they do. <laughs> like ours. Like, like, a, like, like a, a podcast. Yeah, like, you know. I was, well, I didn't want to say it, but, you know, little cute pro- 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 Projects. <laughs> That's how we're going to describe our show from now on. It's a cute project. That's uh, what we're going to say. Fun Employment Radio. Like Drew Lynch said, cute little project. <laughs> yeah. As so con- con- condescending from a, from a dude with a stutter. No, no, at, no. <laughs> you're going to have to do a liner for us at the end of this interview. <laughs> Just saying that. But you have to incorporate that. <laughs> they seem like good spirits. You know? <laughs> real sweet spirits. They're trying real hard. They're just chugging along. <laughs> Making a go of it. <laughs> well, how did your show go last night? Uh, it was it was great. Um, it was a, it was a fun uh, crowd for for for, for a Thursday. Um, yeah, Thursdays are like Friday. Thursdays are like weekends, basically in Portland. Yeah, I mean, it was it was kind of surprising. I mean, sometimes sometimes uh, Thursday crowds can be lighter and you know tired because they have, they're stressing about the mon- mon- monotony of work tomorrow mm. um but you know i think there's uh you know i'm i just i just like the vibe of the city the audiences they're always so supportive they want you to do do, do well and um nobody throws in, in, in anything so <laughs> <laughs> do you have people throw things at you i mean yeah usually you know you know if it's not yeah, yeah. Is it like tomatoes <laughs> no no i don't know okay. i don't know why i said that. i don't know <laughs> i didn't like that joke so, yeah i don't know <laughs> Usually, yeah, I don't know. They're they're just they're, they want you to they want you to su- succeed. And they want you to have a good good, good time. Then, well, I mean, you have such a like genuine sweetness about you. I think that's probably why like you're a good fit in Portland too, because I mean, people like nice people. And they yeah, want to see them succeed. Yeah, yeah, and uh, everyone everyone here's got a got a bike too, which is awesome. <laughs> like, oh, I'm about ready to get mine out of storage. I haven't ridden it in a while. Yeah, everyone's like, all right, thank you, thank you for the show. And they just <laughs> swing their leg over their, their bike. <laughs> <laughs> Head to the marijuana shop and yeah. then, yeah, go home. Yeah. Greg, you could not sound more old or more NPR. Head to the marijuana shop. I don't know. What do you call What's right? What? The dispensary? Marijuana dispensary? What? I'm going to call them marijuana shops forever. <laughs> that was awesome. That old burning bush deep, deep, deep. Ah, smoking some grass. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, so Drew, so you were talking about your stutter. So yeah. you were, um, in case anybody doesn't know, so you were on America's Got Talent. Mm-hmm. And so it happened because it, you were hit in the throat with a softball? Yeah. That uh, is a nightmare. Yeah, well, I was, I mean, I was, I was playing uh, so- softball. You were playing softball. Yeah, that's an what important. What position were you playing? <laughs> it wasn't just <laughs> out, of the, out of the sky or a, ha- a, ha- a hate crime. Drive by um, softball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the weapon of choice. Um <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I was uh, so I was playing sh- I was playing shortstop and a, a grounder got hit t- towards me. I got hit in the Ugh. throat, and when I fell down, I hit my I hit my head and I had uh, got a concussion from that. And then um, immediately after, I went uh, I went home and went to sleep and I had had, had a concussion, but not knowing that I that I did. And you're not supposed to go to sleep on a concussion, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which I know which I know now. And uh, so yes, yeah, so and then I woke so I woke up and then. <laughs> I uh, talk very, very slowly, sl- slower than how I talk now, and um, believe it or not, and I, I, I uh, then just started doing stand up as kind of like a, you know, like a coping me- me- mechanism, just kind of like a really laugh. That's really brave. You know, just kind of like I, I, it was, I, I wasn't feeling, I wasn't feeling like an artist in, in, in anymore because you know I, I wanted to do like acting, and you know they, everybody had like uh, all my management and stuff. They had dropped me and said, "Don't I just come back when you get 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 better and stuff?" And so I was feeling, you know, very just. Uh, I don't know. I was uh, you kind of feel helpless because you're like yeah. oh, there's, this, there's, this, there's this whole life change. And I don't even know how to how to embrace it. You know, just you, out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. And you know, you think most people who most people who stutter, you know, that's that's a thing. That's that's a thing that occurs in in, in adolescence, which is mm-hmm. already a whole different a whole different challenge because you're having to you're having to figure out who you are, but also with this thing as a kid. But I didn't have to, I didn't have to do that. But I already grew up and thought I knew who I was and now I've got this 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 thing so it was just uh I mean there's it's a wealth of comedy uh, for where it could live because there's tons of uh new experiences and frustrations that come come mm. from it but um I don't know I guess it sort of turned into you know <laughs> more than just a cutesy pro- project you know <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing that I mean that's so inspiring that you could take something that could be I mean it is life-changing but you can take that and make it a positive experience sure well yeah. and I, I wanted to ask you just about America's Got Talent like what that was like I mean we all saw what you want to know the behind the scenes the behind the scenes <laughs> stuff yeah that's what I want what's the, the dirt no <laughs> <laughs> what I mean when you go there and audition you, you have, I imagine you have to go through like several processes obviously yeah. before you get on you know, yeah. for the first time on on screen, but what is it like behind the scenes? There is it really competitive? Um, well, it's 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 unlike anything that I think anybody's ever ever, ever done. Um, so the only people that know what you're going through are the other contestants. So mm-hmm. it's almost like there's a sense of com- com- camaraderie there rather than rather than uh, competition. Because, I mean, you know, you're you're being you're being put on a platform in front of twelve to f- fifteen million people where <laughs> yeah. you are being exposed and or um, b- b- uh, propelled into that world so much so that you're being exposed to a positive and ne- 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 negative feedback. Mm-hmm. There's oh, always yeah. going to be one with the other. And you know, when I first went on stage, I was like, I just I don't I I know that they were going to. Mm, Put the story into you put that uh, on into light because that's an I guess that's an important detail. Mm. But I just wanted to be evaluated as as, as a comedian in, in, without that. I don't want anybody to ever be like I didn't want people to be like oh well it's, he's only this far because pe- people feel bad or because of the because it's a crutch or whatever. I don't right. you know I don't I don't you know I never wanted that. But um, I think. Uh, 
I think it's uh, it's just a it's a it was a it was a cool ex- experience because you're surrounded by a lot of people who can do a lot of things that you don't really do, but they're the. I mean, y- y- that the thing about that show is is y- you're not competing with all comedians or mm-hmm. all singers. You so if you are the the thing in your category, if you're a singer, or dancer, or comedian, or, or, or juggler, or, or, or magician, <laughs> or puppeteer, you, or puppeteer, <laughs> you have to be like the the best at, oh, at that thing to even kind of you know keep keep going on. Not implying that I, I was. I'm just saying that I got to be surrounded by all these pe- 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 people who were just so great at their thing. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. And then you got uh, so in case you haven't watched America's Got Talent, um, I, I have I have not. <laughs> <laughs> the, the people at home. <laughs> If you're listening in your shower right now, um, so uh, so Drew got the uh, this thing called the Golden Buzzer, which is mm. like the biggest. That's like the biggest accolade that you can basically get, where you kind of get shot to the semifinals. Correct? Yeah, yeah. They hit like a they hit, they hit like a button, and then they. And it was Howie Mandel. Yeah, it was Howie, Howie Mandel. Uh, hit uh, hit like a a button, and a bunch of confetti comes down, <laughs> and then you're you're like va- validated for like a moment, and you're like, wait, d- dad? And it's like, no, it's, it's, that's, that's Howie. Um, and uh, and then uh, yeah. Yeah, and then so yeah, that was, that was one of the first time I auditioned. They, they, that um, they did that that golden buzzer, that the golden buzzer thing after my audition, and that got me to go to the um, to the semifinals, and then I had to keep it ad- advancing thereafter. But it was a really cool. Uh, it was really it was it was a really cool thing. Well, and how did. cool is that to like hear all these people you know who are successful in their careers like sitting there and talking about how amazed that they are by you and what you do? Yeah, well, I mean, there's a moment in that clip where where Howie's talking talking to me, and uh, he's just talking about how you know comedy comes from this from a dark place and it comes from a place where you have to you have to overcome and comedians are such a specific breed because that's where we that's where we're that's where we are most of the time is in this not feeling so great place mm-hmm. and so in that moment it just felt like I was I forgot that he was howie I forgot that I was on the show I I just felt like I was being validated by another comedian who understands because mm-hmm. he's got his own he's got his own struggles with being a germ germ germaphobe and um just stuff like that so mm-hmm. it was uh yeah he was a uh, he was he was a really great friend on the show even though we have this Huge age age gap. How he's like a he's like a he's like a little kid, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Well, and that's like the uniting thing about comedy too. It doesn't matter what age you are. Yeah. Which is yeah. Good. yeah. <laughs> um, how have you seen like your audiences change since then? Um, Do you have a lot of people that come out that just yeah, saw you on there? Yeah, a lot of a, a, a lot of moms. Um, <laughs> it's a lot, it's a lot that, of moms. Taylor moms. Williamson said the same thing. Yeah, yeah. a lot of moms, <laughs> dude. It's a, it's, it's a lot of moms who are, who've got like who have who have wine and, and, and this is their n- night out to be away from from from, from their husbands and they. And they and they and they come up and they're just like and they're just like my 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 daughter just lo- loved you but she wasn't old enough to come come to the show and I was like oh well thank you f- for coming did you did you love me and she's like yeah I'm you know I'm I'm here for my daughter I'm like okay, okay. <laughs> all right let me I guess I'll sign your chest this is a weird this is, this is a weird mom <laughs> so did you perform um so you're 23 right I'm tw- 24 24 yeah. so did you perform in like uh like 21 and over 
comedy clubs before you were a uh, bitch? Yeah, I, well, no, because I was, I started comedy four years ago, so I was okay. 20, so there was a brie- brief gap where I, uh, I was performing, um, there's a brief gap where I was performing in uh, clubs that were. Uh, oh my God! I'm yeah. sorry. Those leaf blowers. I want to oh. murder them. Oh no! Yeah, that's no, that's, 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 that's pretty right. loud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening let's to. Let's, to acknowledge let's it. invite them in. This yeah, right. The guests, They're guests. pretty much a part of the show now. I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. No. Now. Now. It's, now. I'm. Now. I'm aware of it. I hate, God. I. Hate, I, I hate these guys now. The thing I is, uh, the key is there are no leaves. There are, there, no, there leaves. are no leaves. And there's two people. I'm sorry, I just spit. But I mean, like, it, it frustrates me. There are two people out there blowing nothing, and they do it for like an hour, and it's always when we have interviews. It's just at this time of the day, too. It's only right there's now. One, there's, one, there's one leaf, and man, it is tossing it's it back dirt, and dirting up our, our, our Portland streets. Right, but there was, a, there, was, there was a brief lapse for between 20 and 21. Yeah, yeah. 20, yeah between yeah. 20, 20 and 21. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I get, to, but I've performed, um, I've performed in a lot of, a lot of places that are, uh, you know, I've done a lot of shows that are, are, are all ages or, you know, 13 and over. Mm. I, I mean, I don't really do all, all ages shows anymore because then kids, I mean, then parents bring their two and three, three year olds and. Oh, that's gotta be frustrating. I don't know if you, yeah. I don't know if you've ever been heckled by a three, three year old, but <laughs> that will make you feel like you, you don't know anything about, about comedy because, because <laughs> they'll say like, you know, cause I did, I did a show where I was like, I did a show where I was, where I was on stage and I was doing like jokes or whatever. I was, or not, I was just, I was just talking about my life. And then this three year old, <laughs> after, after, before I got to the very end, she, or I, I would finish the thing and I'd be like, you know, because, you know, because, yeah, and, and because that's my experience with haggling or whatever. And the three year old would go, because you because you stutter and I'm like I'm like yes that's I'm like yes Jesus that's <laughs> not like not like in a mean not in a mean way but it's a like, matter of fact that's all, like, she, that's all she knows oh, is like oh this, I love and as and then and then I'd be like what did you say and then she's like you know you unicorn pixies and I'm like all right you're not you're not even saying like real real sentences now. I, I can't even go in on on, on you because you <laughs> you don't know what you, you don't know what life is yet yet. <laughs> so that being said, no twenty one and under shows, <laughs> no heckling by three year olds. That would be terrible because then you can't respond. Yeah, because you're like, all right, well you're kind of being an asshole. Yeah, no matter what, <laughs> well, you end was, up looking like a jerk. Yeah, well, yeah. But she, but she was just, but she like she like this in her mind. She was just like that. She she gets the game. Like she gets like she gets like oh, okay, he's gonna talk about like he's gonna say oh his oh at at a drive-through or oh wherever, and in her mind she's like, oh, it's difficult because he because he stutters. So she says it out loud because you because you stutter. So she's so she's on my team, but it's but it's <laughs> but it's like a it's like a polite heckle from an adolescent. I'm like, well, I don't, it's too true. You couldn't stay in in, in the car just for, for, for a second. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Well, Drew, so you're gonna be at Helium tonight and tomorrow, seven thirty and ten tonight. Mm-hmm. Yep. Seven thirty and ten. Tomorrow. Tickets at heliumcomedy.com. And um, what's the best place for people to go to f- to find everything about you, like DrewLynch.com? Um, well, I'm gonna or... be I'm gonna be outside uh, f- f- fighting a le- leaf blower in a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, where you, that's, that's where you can that's where you can most f- mostly fight. We'll call TMZ. You're like, yeah. uh, we finally <laughs> lost it. Stabbed a, le- a leaf blower. <laughs> We've got exclusive video. <laughs> and it's like, I look at, like, I try to, like, talk to myself about it. I'm like, that's a job. You know, that's their job. It's totally okay. But I just, I resent them so much. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I'm on uh, social, social media platforms. I'm just at the Drew Lynch on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. And then you can go to my my website, um, Drew, DrewLynch.com. And I do have to say that Drew has a beautiful dog named Stella yeah. that... Um, 
is just gazing at him adoringly. Oh yeah, that's a cool th- thing to promote. So we do. So she and I do a weekly channel on my on, on my YouTube called <gasps> do- Dog Vlog. She just sits there in, in in the chair and I just vlog like like, like an idiot. But she comes. <laughs> she she has like little captions for her for her words and stuff because she's got um, a very expressive face. It's very much uh, it's re- rest, rest, resting bitch face for sure. <laughs> and um, it's a beautiful resting. Yeah, bitch face. and so yeah, so we do that. Like that's on my YouTube, YouTube channel. You could just t- t- type in my name and you know there's. Silly stuff on, on there too. So oh, I like it. So do awesome. you, do you type out her inner monologue? Yeah, I do. I mean, <laughs> it, I really feel like she gets away with saying things that I, that, that I can't. But I think she honestly thinks think, thinks those things. So. I think so too. She's so. yeah, she's very beautiful. Yeah. Then 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 thank you. <laughs> oh no. Well, thank you for coming in. This has been yeah. a pleasure. Yeah. Get your tickets. Go see Drew at Helium uh, tonight and tomorrow night. Four different shows. And follow his YouTube channel and see his beautiful dog. Yeah, <laughs> Drew. Thank you so much. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Drew Lynch right here on Fun Employment Radio. Oh, it was such torture to not touch the dog. It really is hard <laughs> not to pet that dog. I mean, I can't imagine because he brings the dog along with him, you know, everywhere, obviously, because it's a service animal, but mm-hmm. taking that dog into clubs, especially when people are drinking, who's not going to try to pet that dog? Oh, my dog? God. Everybody's going to try and pet the dog. I, I would. I know. I'm, well, I'm until glad- I realized, you know, I'm not supposed to, but if I weren't. I would immediately try to pet. By the dog. default, I always before I pet anyone's dog, I always ask like, "May I pet your dog?" And, and so, that's good. That's yeah. a good thing to do. Yeah, yeah, because I always do. Because you never know. And I and that was what happened this morning with Drew. I was like, uh, before I saw the vest, I'm like, "Oh, can I pet your dog?" And he's like, "Actually, I'm sorry. No, she has her vest on." So she. I bet he has to say pet. that so many times. So many times, I bet. There's probably so many disappointed children. Because <laughs> she's like the the, looks man. like the friendliest dog. She ever. was like she was looking at me, and I'm like, and I was looking at her, like just <laughs> I pining. Wanna, I want to pet. I was you. like, why is she looking? I'm like, stop <laughs> looking at me. Stop looking at me. I can't touch you. Uh, well, anyway, Drew is uh, really great. So you can go see him at Helium Comedy Club, and of course, Drew. And um, I am even more deathly afraid of softballs now. Yeah, that's pretty horrifying. Jesus Christ, that's pretty horrifying. <laughs> Oh boy, Greg, I've got some real good crazy today. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. All right, first up. I have somebody back in the news that you might be a little excited about, Greg. Okay. Do you remember the hot convict? Oh, God. Jeremy Why would I be excited about the hot convict? Do you remember Jeremy Meeks? Yes, I remember he got famous for nothing. Well, hot convict, uh, uh, well, he got famous for being attractive. (laughs) Hence And a felon, I believe, right? Didn't he rob someone or? Hence the oh-so-clever nickname, hot convict. (laughs) Um, I can't remember what he did. I think he, like, held up. No, no. He had a kidnapping. No, he had a gun, an oh, unregistered, gun like an unregistered weapon or something. I feel like there was more to it than even that. But nah. okay, all right. Uh, oh, I, actually, I think I, I, in the story somewhere it says what he did. So, hot convict Jeremy Meeks back in the news because hot convict. Of course, he is now out of prison, and now he is going to be a model. Of course, somebody's he going to give him a contract. He has signed a modeling something. contract now, Mr. Meeks who rose to fame after his 2014 mugshot surfaced online and uh, everyone noticed how attractive he was. Uh, He is in a Sacramento transitional housing program till July. However, okay, so he was serving a two-year sentence for a felony weapons conviction. 
Uh, however, he just he now has a manager and a modeling contract. So his manager's name is Jim Jordan, who doesn't sound very trustworthy for no. some reason. Uh, Jim Jordan's gonna sign you. You're gonna be a real big star. <laughs> Jim Jordan's gonna make sign a big with star Jim Jordan. <laughs> Jim Jordan's got your back all the time. Uh, Jim Jordan of White Cross <laughs> Management said, "Jim Jordan." We have a lot in store regarding Jamie's new career. Number one in the model game, there Jim Jordan. <laughs> there are a multitude of offers on the table. He even says there are movie offers on there. the table. Oh. Going straight to the top, kid. <laughs> Sign with Jim Jordan. Oh. So uh, after he gets out of his transitional housing program in Sacramento, watch out, world. Jeremy Meeks is coming for you. Oh. Ho, 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 ho. Good to see a Jim Jordan. <laughs> Oh, all right. As if I'm not terrified enough of flying, now people are deciding to get drunk and fight in the air. Sweet. So uh, the story happened. Uh, it was not men that were involved in this. It was actually women who got into a fight on an airplane as it was en route over a boombox. <laughs> so five. So not one, not two, not three, not four, but five separate women got into a giant brawl in the middle of a flight to Los Angeles over a boombox. So the participants were not charged after they were interviewed on the ground. Law enforcement uh, told the Los Angeles Times the incident is being referred to as a mutual combat situation. So this happened, of course, what is the shittiest airline of all shitty airlines? Spirit. This happened on... Spirit <laughs> Airlines is the Walmart of the skies. It is like the yeah, worst thing ever. Yeah, just assume it's always going to be Spirit. Yeah, tensions escalated on the Spirit Airlines flight from Baltimore to Los Angeles when two drunk women began playing a boombox too loudly. I'm sorry, why did two drunk women have a boombox on a plane? I don't know. So the, so these two women started playing a boombox. Were they fighting each other? I mean, first of all, they're playing it like, it's not that they were playing in the boombox. It's that they were playing they the boombox boom too on a plane. loudly. <laughs> uh, so two drunk women began playing a boombox too loudly, the airline, uh, the airline said. Uh, when p fellow passengers complained about the boombox... The two held the device above their heads to further irritate those on board. Oh, wow. They're they doing suck. A little, they're doing a little say anything. Yeah. Uh, as objections mounted, the women challenged passengers to, quote, do something about it. Well, three other <laughs> do women. Do something about it. Three women tried to do well, something about it, and the fight was on. <laughs> so nobody was Do arrested. something about it. Wow. Like, seriously, it's like the Wild West of the skies. What's happening there? People and just, what assholes? Like, who brings a boombox on an airplane? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I can't explain any of this. And they probably had to pay because Spirit Airlines is so shitty that they probably had to pay like the $40, you know, bringing a carry-on fee. To they, bring their boombox on. to bring their boombox on. Do something about it. <laughs> Do something. Well, I love how they're always surprised when somebody does something about I it, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh, you're hitting me. Well, I kind of asked for it at that point, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Well, there was fights in the skies. All right, Greg, I thought of you when I saw this story. Greg? Yes. An unknown sea creature measuring 13 feet long has baffled authorities as it washed on shore in Mexico. It's probably an oarfish. A what? An oarfish. What's an oarfish? Oarfish are often confused for sea uh, creatures because they're long and they look kind of weird. And uh, and they're not. They're rarely seen on land because they don't what wash are, or, up. Are, are they real? Seafish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of looks like a cross between an eel and a fish. All right, let me ask you. Are they real like how Bigfoot is real? No, they're real. Or fish are a real thing. And they get confused and people think that they're actually, uh, you know, some kind of a sea creature, a monster. 
if you will, or a Nessie, a sea Nessie. And they, they in fact, are not. They're just a rarely seen animal. Okay, well, I've seen On occasion, they this wash is, up It does on not look like an oarfish. You don't know what an oarfish looks I like. I do. I'm looking at one right now. An oarfish looks like a giant, like, banana slug cut in S- half. Send me this link. Well, I just Googled oarfish. Well, no. What's the what's the creature on the beach look like? I don't like? know. Look up Mexican sea creature. Well, I, I already cut and pasted the article. I don't have the I don't have the article in front of me. I have the story. Well, how can I verify that you? Well, it's happened in Acapulco, Mexico. Officials and residents in Acapulco, Mexico, said they are perplexed by the large carcass of a mysterious sea creature that washed up on shore. No, what um, is that's a creature. That's a creature. It just goes like a blob of. It's a, a whale. That's a whale. A decaying whale. Gross. It's not a decaying whale. I think that they would know if it was part of a decaying whale. I'm pretty sure that would be pretty apparent. It's So nobody knows what it is. So Civil Fire and um, Civil Protection and Fire, Acapulco, posted a video to Facebook showing the 13-foot-long deflated carcass that washed up on shore this week. The post described the creature uh, as an unknown animal. So the carcass doesn't have, uh, isn't emitting a foul smell. So they're speculating that it could be some sort of squid. And uh, those who have examined the creature say that it appears to have bones. Hmm. Who are these people that have examined it and claim this? Uh, there was a guy on the beach. There's he's a the, dude. He's the Greg Nibbler of There's, Acapulco who poked it with a stick. There is a picture of a guy <laughs> poking it with a stick. That is what you do. That's the proper way to handle that situation. You get yourself a big stick and you poke it. Make sure it's dead. And then you see what see what happens. See how much give there is? Yeah. You know? Okay. Poke it for a while. Get a good idea of the sturdiness of it. Estimate how long it's been there by the poking. Okay. Good stick comes in hand for a lot of things. Thank you to uh, the folks who alerted me to this. This is in Lincoln Park in Chicago. Now there's a... Shut up when I'm talking to you. Shut up. I loved Lincoln Park so I bet you did. much. I bet you did. I that is so funny that you bring up that song because I was just listening to that yesterday. It came out of my Pandora like station. Like a pendulum. <laughs> Times a mysterious like a, like thing. Like a pendulum swing. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, go right out the window. Oh God. <laughs> Everything you say to me. Oh my god, I listened to that song so many times. Anyway, I digress. Of course you did. At a Lincoln, shut up. Stop <laughs> saying, of course I did. It just makes sense. It just makes sense. It does. I'm sorry. It, may, it makes sense. I did in college. It was my senior year of college. I remember when I got that CD and we would sit out on my, you know, the couches that we had on the front porch because again, it's college. Yeah. And just listen to that CD over shut and over up again. When I'm talking to you. Shut up. Wow, we've got to stop. All right. Mm-hmm. So out of Lincoln Park, Chicago. I'm just going to say Chicago because we keep getting derailed by Lincoln Park. Yeah. So there is a hot dog place, which we all know I love hot dogs. but uh, mm, That's no secret. Okay. Uh, there's a hot dog place named Wiener Circle. And the Wiener Circle. Come on down to Wiener Circle. <laughs> the Wiener Circle this weekend. Jim Jordan approved. Is having a, so Chicago residents, got to let you know. So uh, it's a famed hot dog stand in Chicago, the Wiener Circle. It's going to be welcoming Donald Trump to Chicago this weekend. By selling Trump foot-long hot dogs, which are only three inches. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> All day Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Attention, people in Chicago. Uh, the Wiener Circle at 2622. It's so easy. It's so hard. <laughs> what are you doing this weekend? I'm going to Wiener Circle. 
Going to a wiener I circle. I think that's probably the idea. Let me get the address out because I want somebody to go and do this. Uh, the stand is at 2622 North Clark Street. It's going to be offering the micro dogs in three bundles. So customers can buy a Trump footlong, which is one three-inch hot dog, a Trump package, which is two three-inch hot dogs, or a Trump super pack, which is four four of the three-inch hot dogs and uh, fries and a drink. So this is, uh, Trump was having his rally on Saturday. Uh, plans are already being drawn for massive protests, blah, blah, blah. So if you're going to go and protest or go and support or whatever, go get a hot dog. Head on down to the Wiener Circle. Go to the Wiener Circle. Mm-mm-mm. All right, Greg. Do you remember earlier today when I was looking Wieners up... Wieners for all shapes and sizes. Do you remember earlier today when I was looking up uh, stories and I laughed out loud and I told you that I found a story for you? Yes. This is that story. Okay. And this is the headline... All right. Boobs are big business for Russian messaging startup called Tittygram. Tittygram. Boobs are big business for the Russian messaging startup called Tittygram. It's out of Russia. Now, while the financial crisis has hit many of Russia's entrepreneurs, the founders of the messaging startup Tittygram (laughs) are having their business boom. So the service, which was launched in the spring of 2015, allows customers to send a virtual card with a greeting of, of with a message written on either the chest of a amply bosomed female oh. or even a male. So what you do is you go online to Tittygram. <laughs> it's just a funny word. It, it is a funny word. Uh, Wiener circle and Tittygram. We're high-end <laughs> humor. High-end humor we right here. We started off the show talking about prostitutes and meth, so I think well, this that's is pretty true. on par. I suppose so. Okay. So the ser- Tittygram, our boobs, your message. <laughs> so what you do is you select your favorite boobed model online and then send the text of your future message. As quick as an hour later, you can receive a ready photo card that you can send to a friend as a gift. <laughs> yeah, so you get to pick which boobs? You get to pick out your boobs. Okay. And then you get to pick out the message and you can send them to somebody. Somebody send Greg a, a Tittygram. It would make him so happy. <laughs> <laughs> Greg at funemploymentradio.com. <laughs> All right, so the service is a brainchild of uh, some Russian programmers. It uh, costs $30 for uh, for the more high-end. What's a high-end one? I, I guess the, the... I don't know. I don't know, because everybody's boobs can be beautiful to somebody. Yeah, I don't understand I how I don't know they, what's uh, better or worse. All right, so you can also select the more budgeted option for $8, but you can't choose the model then. So it's the administrator who decides who will oh. be the carrier of the message. Uh, so as many as 63% of the orders from Tittygram come from outside of Russia, with the company having received orders in English, Hebrew, Korean, and Japanese. So 30% of the customers come back and return for new cars, uh, cards, and some even use Tittygram as a kind of chat service to talk to other Tittygrammers. Hey. Excuse me, did I, did I meet you on Tittygram? I believe we met on Tittygram. Uh, so let's see, so they... Uh, so the people who invented this, they originally invested $26,000 into the project. Uh, but by the end of 2015, so that they started it in the summer of 2015. By the end of 2015, they had made a profit of $65,000. About 6,000 Tittygram messages have been sent through the service. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty genius, really. We're not starting a Tittygram. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah? 
<laughs> All right, we got to make that money. <laughs> <laughs> I'll handle the orders. You handle the messages. Uh, it is being it is acknowledged that the um, the cards with female cleavage are seven times more popular than those with male uh, torsos. Well, yeah, that just makes sense. We can also have it written on on men. I think we. I think everybody can agree that's probably. All right, the uh, also the models remain anonymous, so they're just. Known for their <laughs> their chestal area, their chestal region. So the company employs about. <laughs> so they're gonna go on a date, and some dude's gonna be like, "Wait a minute, I recognize that." Teddy Graham. You're from Teddy Graham. <laughs> so the company employs ten female models, but around uh, sixty other people, including men, all work, all are freelance Teddy Grammers. <laughs> about seventy women have been featured in the me- uh, messages since the project was launched. Um, while they will not discuss how much the women are paid, the fee ranges from two dollars to six fifty per shot. Wait, they only get two bucks? Yeah, right. Like I was making a profit I mean, of sixty-five thousand dollars. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess it depends how many they're doing. Yeah, all they do is stand there and do they write it in like sharpie on them? Is that? Oh, I, I thought you were looking at the website. Well, I was, but it doesn't really explain. They're kind of vague. They want you to give them money. And then there's just a picture of boobs in the back. This is probably not safe for work, by the way. Shockingly, tittygram.com no is way. not necessarily... No way. Something named Tittygram? There's no nude. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's written in ink. They, they, or whatever they write on there. Some kind of paint. <laughs> John and Boring. I was waiting for that. There he is. <laughs> so, if you guys want to make uh, Greg's day ever, you know he's had a little bit of... He's had a little bit of a week this week. <laughs> Send Greg a tittygram today, won't you? <laughs> you, you can boobscribe to their uh, messages, their emails too. Keelan just wrote, I want one of those accounts yesterday. <laughs> I think somebody should get, I think somebody should get a tittygram for his birthday. Oh, oh somebody has a birthday, special huh? birthday. Somebody's special day for a special boy. All right, there you <laughs> It is. It's all. This is hilarious. And uh, this is when Greg stops doing the show. Yeah, what? We're doing a show right now? I'm looking through uh, the boob scribes and the. Uh, <laughs> the okay. the Titty Graham blogs. <laughs> <laughs> is that where Titty Graham users can become <laughs> yeah, friends? Yes, I think so. <laughs> hey, Steve, did I see you on Titty Graham last Wait a minute. Night? I'm pretty sure you were on Titty Graham. <laughs> <coughs> All right, anyway, there you have it. It's your world of crazy. Uh, that's awesome. Like, seriously, we have the most sweetly innocent comic on, and today's show is all titty grams. Toots and titty grams <laughs> in the wiener circle. Is that what I, I should probably just call this show that? <laughs> that's probably not good for search engines. <laughs> Toots and titty grams, the fun employment radio story. Wow. <laughs> All right, All right Greg, okay. you've got to stop yep. looking. Turning it off, closing the page. Um, <laughs> got an Instagram account and everything. All right. Uh, so this is what's going to get you back on Instagram. Yeah, probably. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I'll. That's all I'll do. No, because then if I look at something and it probably shows my history somehow, I never want to click on anything like that. Not from my own account, because then it'll somebody can just go to my search history and be like, oh, what was great? Oh, well, all right. Oh wow! Do you know that Tittygram just went to also Buttgram too? Oh, they got butt, butt Graham. <laughs> <laughs> so they can so they can get it written on a butt or uh, on the breasts. <laughs> on a butt or a boob, your choice. Come on down to Titty Graham. Come on down to Titty Graham. All right. Okay. Um, well, we did say we have a birthday. What? Yeah. You know a good place to go on your birthday? 
Red Robin? Next Adventure. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's where I would go on my birthday. Next Adventure, of course, fine sponsor, Fun Employment Radio, full of your very best outdoor store. All of your outdoor needs are taken care of right there at Next Adventure. because Keelan's the most outdoorsy person I've ever met. Keelan went camping over this summer. He did good, too. He, he did. didn't even complain. He did. No, he went to he went to Ricketts Fest. Like, he camped for two nights. I was very impressed. And I'm sure he got a lot of his gear down there at Next Adventure because they have stuff for any, any level of camping. Like, if you've never camped before, you've never done anything outside before, if you've only lived in a bubble in a basement your entire life and you need to get outside because the doctor told you you had to <laughs> go to next adventure and act you know and, and pick up some stuff there that's where that's where you should probably go next adventure on the corner of Stark and Grand or nextadventure.net you can shop on there they'll get you they'll get you situated they sure will yep if you've been in a basement your entire life <laughs> never seen the sun you were a bubble boy if you've never seen the sun you've never been outside or touched grass before then uh, then yeah this could be the place for you oh go there God. get get outfitted and then you can go outside Next adventure. All right. I'll be sending a copy of this one to them. Uh, <laughs> send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Oh, wait. Was there something else that we needed to do? I don't think so. I think that was pretty much it. That was it. Okay. Yeah. Yep. That's it. That's mm, the show's wrap. all she wrote. It's all done. Oh. Okay. All right. Somebody send this man a tittygram because it's his birthday. birthday. Keelan King. Happy birthday, buddy. We Happy love birthday, you very much. Happy birthday, Keelan. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Hot Deborah. Aren't so like behind the scenes, we just got new next door neighbors and as we're screaming like titty gram and stuff, I'm like, they can oh, probably yeah. hear us. Like, what the hell is wrong with those people? Probably. Yeah, they I'm sure they're a little bit concerned. <laughs> um send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Send Greg a titty gram. Greg <laughs> at funemploymentradio.com. Five oh three five seven five nine one two zero. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. You were all Fantastic. We really appreciate it. Yes, um, and I'm glad you're back today, Greg. Thank you. Thank you for working so hard on the taxes and yes. for not giving yourself a heart attack. Yep. Good thing I got uh, emails about it right in the middle of the show today, That's too. That's always that was amazing. Sweet right before the weekend. Oh, I love that. Friday Especially afternoon. when it's like, oh, you messed up this part and you owe more money. So, <gasps> yeah. What? How much more? Yeah, it's not. We'll talk about it off air. Um, it's. Uh, uh, why did you even say that? Well, I'm sorry. I didn't want to. I'm, Jesus. No, well, I, I'm just saying. Okay. Uh, smile. You guys have a good smile, weekend. Smile, smile, smile. Um, thank you, everyone, for tuning into Fun Employment Radio. Seriously, we really appreciate it. It's okay. It'll be all right. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, Sunday night. Sean Jordan and Amy Miller show at the Aladdin Theater, mm-hmm. so you can get tickets still. At, I think AladdinTheater.com is probably where you go. And Saturday uh, is Aaron Duran's uh, comic And so, Yes, of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. At uh, Bridge City Comics. Uh, that's from 6 to 9 mm-hmm. on Saturday. Sunday, uh, Amy and Sean's going away show. Yeah, lots of stuff to do this weekend. Mm. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you to Drew Lynch. Follow him at the Drew Lynch or tweet him and let him know you appreciated him coming on the show. And you guys are wonderful. We will be we back on all. Monday with Bye. more Fun Employment Radio. Hi, we're the Keelans. Hi, brother. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.